You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, War Report family? We are live with a War Report special. Peyton Thorne has officially committed to Auburn University. The uh, announcement coming in uh, via all social media platforms just recently. Uh, not unexpected news, but I'm going to let you guys file in here. Ike Jones will be joining me shortly, and we're going to have some guests uh, from some of our favorite outlets to talk about what's going on with the Peyton Thorne commitment. Uh, so I want to talk about this kid for a lot of you guys who you know may not know a ton about him. Uh, Peyton Thorne hails from Michigan State. Uh, he brings in with him a 62% completion percentage in 2022, 2,600 passing yards and 19 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. A uh, lot of frustration from Michigan State fans on maybe some inconsistency issues with Peyton Thorne, but this is widely believed to be an upgrade uh, from what Auburn currently has at quarterback in terms of not only experience, but accuracy uh taking your comments and questions again we're gonna have some guests on this live to talk a little bit about what's going on with the Peyton Thorne commitment uh want to dig a little deeper into uh the numbers on Peyton Thorne uh you know when given time to throw uh you know Peyton Thorne was fairly accurate uh he had a completion percentage north of 70 percent when given time to throw uh I think that's going to be an upgrade for for Auburn as well but uh, I think the question a lot of people are going to have is, is he a guaranteed start now that he is committed to Auburn? Is this Q Freeze's guy? Uh, they knew we, we knew he was going to bring somebody in in the portal. They have to have three scholarship quarterbacks, viable scholarship quarterbacks. But what does this mean for the makeup of the current room with Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner? Uh, and, uh, you know, for a guy who graduated and got his degree and I believe has two years of eligibility left, you know, what will that mean for recruiting? So uh, I see uh, I'm going to get to some comments here. Um, uh, Dave Midlock, I have no idea what's going on uh, to win the QB battle, but the room just got better. I don't think you can argue that bringing Thorne in makes the room better. So uh, it certainly makes the room better. You got to have depth at this league at uh, this at this level. Uh, Q Freeze and, and company definitely had their eye on Thorne for a while. There were some allegations of tampering. Uh, we're not buying any of that here at the War Report, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, jumping in here, uh, Blake says, hopefully this will entice Coleman to look at AU. Um, talent attracts talent, so we'll see. Uh, a lot of people want to know who's going to be throwing them the ball. So uh, can the passing game get go- get the passing game get going this year under Hugh Freeze in year one? Uh, and will Thorne be a uh, part of that? Doug Dozier says, Robbie, bye-bye. I don't think Robbie's going anywhere this year, Doug. But uh, we'll see how this plays out with Thorne. I think the question for Robbie is going to be, is Thorne clearly better than him? And if he is not starting, you know, is this guy performing at a level that you could say it was worth bringing him in and starting him over an incumbent who you worked with all spring? Uh, So uh, Hot Dog Water says, no guaranteed starts. Uh, That's where I would be at, but uh, listen, we got to live in reality. 
They brought Thorne in for a reason. And you don't bring in a graduate transfer to sit him. You definitely don't. So uh, we'll see how this plays out and how quickly Thorne can catch up to the things and the concepts that they've been teaching all spring. But this is not an inexperienced quarterback. This is an experienced quarterback. This is somebody who has played a lot of football at the Power 5 level, and they expect to be able to come in and pick things up quickly and hit the ground running. It's a brand-new system, so I think maybe that helps Thorne a little bit, but we'll see how this goes. With Phillip and Hugh, what's your conference level? We can help Thorne elevate his game. Um, this is been, This has been where Auburn has struggled, is elevating quarterbacks, making quarterbacks better. Is this a quarterback-friendly system that they're installing? And, you know, how does Thorne fit into that? I I think we'll, uh, time will tell. We'll see. I think all fans are going to have their eyes on this, certainly, uh, Jared. Um, David says, Ward M. Eagle, now we need one more wideout. I think they'll continue to go after wide receivers, certainly, uh, in this system. Uh, you got to have somebody to throw the ball to. I think there's a lot of talent in there, but you can't stop trying to get better. Uh, Hot Dog Water comes back and says, but the floor... Uh, but the floor just raised a few stories, in my opinion. I can't agree with it. I have to agree with this. I think that this raises the floor for performance going in because, again, you have a guy who threw for 2,600 yards last year. If he does that alone, that is an upgrade in the passing game for Auburn over what they've had the last couple of years. So I, I think that uh, this does raise the floor, certainly. 62% completion percentage would raise the floor. Uh, you know, 19 touchdowns, passing touchdowns would raise the floor. Uh, you know, he had an adjusted completion percentage of 71.7%. So uh, certainly that average came up a lot when you factor out drops and things that were outside of his control. Uh, he had 19 drops in 2022 for Michigan State receivers. Paythor had 19 drops in 2022 for a Michigan State receiver. So that's a significant amount uh, for any quarterback. And if we're, if Auburn is catching those balls for Paythorn, uh, this would be an upgrade for the offense, right? SS Austin believes QB1 has arrived. Uh, I think this is going to be a popular sentiment, but we'll see if there is actually a battle that continues. I think Q-Freeze has to still give the appearance of a QB battle going into the fall into fall camp. You've got to keep the guys that are on your roster engaged and they can't feel like it's over just because Peyton Thorne has decided to commit. Um, <laughs> uh, Doug Dozer says he's ready for the Robbie Colt comments. Not sure where you're going with this one, Doug. Maybe drop me a comment explaining this one. Uh, the wide receivers got no excuses, no more. They need to get it done. I agree. I think they need to get it done. If you look at Thorne's tape, he can make some impressive throws. He can make some throws in some tight windows. Uh, he can do some really, really great things with the football. And I think that the receivers benefit from that. Uh, obviously, any receiver be any receiver benefits from an accurate quarterback. So how accurate can he be? His adjusted completion percentage uh, suggests that he can be pretty accurate. So we'll see. Um, Chris Sanders says, sarcastic, yay. Um, now, sarcastic, I get why this is sarcastic. I am of the opinion, develop the guys you have in your room. But they had to bring somebody in, Chris. They had to bring somebody in. Uh, there was no way Auburn could go into the fall with the QB room constructed as is. So if you're going to bring somebody in, you bring somebody in who has a realistic chance to compete and start. You know, And you know, if the guy is good enough, you bring somebody in who will start. 
So we'll see which side of the spectrum Peyton Thorne falls on as the fall uh, uh, develops. But I still believe that Hugh Freeze is going to play the best guy. Um, uh, Mr. Shaw says, looks like TJ got out at the right time. I believe TJ was gone no matter what. I think it's part of his plan. He wanted to graduate and get out of here. Uh, as always, we're wishing TJ Finley well. Um, Michael Colhouse says, now we can recruit wide receivers. Hey, listen, uh, getting wide receivers in, I don't think has been the problem for Auburn. It's having wide receivers be productive in the system that we have. So uh, will this system this year be productive with Peyton Thorne? He's got a short timetable to work to pick up the system, learn all the things that Hugh Freeze is trying to implement in year one and, uh, you know, be an effective quarterback for Auburn, you know, as this uh, goes on. Um, Mitochondria says being excited about Peyton Thorne doesn't automatically make you anti-Robbie. I agree with this comment as well, too. You can be excited about this pickup and not be anti-Robbie Ashford. Uh, ultimately, fans want to see the best guy start. And you want somebody who's viable. And they've been evaluating these guys all spring. So if they're deciding to bring someone in, um, this decision is twofold. We're talking about depth and we're talking about ability. Do they feel like they have a guy who can win games immediately? Now, Hugh Free said at the end of the spring, they feel like they can win games with Robbie and Holden. But... It doesn't mean that you don't try to keep improving that run, which is what I think this pickup is about. Now, I want to stress, it was reported by a friend over at Auburn Sports, Brian Stoltz, that this was Hugh Freeze's guy. He, they, had his, they had their eye on him as somebody who would potentially jump in the portal, and I think that they, they knew there was going to be a strong push to go get him if he entered the portal, which he did, and they did, and... It, Everything followed the timeline of him graduating. I think finals just happened, uh, you know, at Michigan State. So once he was able to secure uh, his graduation, he's able to transfer in without any issues. And that's what we're seeing right now. So Peyton Thorne will be an Auburn Tiger. Um, Drew Bender says he has a lot of interceptions. This is going to be a talking point. Now, when we get into breaking down Peyton Thorne a little bit more, we're going to talk a lot about consistency at that position. Um, you know, he had 400 and uh, plus 400 pass attempts in 2022. Uh, so they threw the ball a lot. And with those higher numbers, you know, there may be a, a, a few more interceptions. So, you know, I think maybe we don't scrutinize the interceptions that much, uh, but this will be an upgrade in the passing game in terms of experience and the uh, volume of throws that he's made at the power five level. Um uh, uh, let's see here. CM Pat says, pump the brakes on QB1. Hugh had been consistent um, that no one is being handed everything unless you're Charquez Hunter. Uh, yes. So, uh, CM, I agree with this, but I will tell you that I think some of that is coach speak. They want, they want this guy, right? And Peyton Thorne is going to have to do a little bit to lose this job, in my opinion. So, uh, while there will still be a QB battle, and I think that a uh, quarterback like Robbie Ashford presents a clear upside uh, in pure athleticism at the QB position. You know what he can do with the football in his hands. Um, Payne Thorne may be able to demonstrate a command of this offense early that you know gives him an edge over maybe some of Robbie's athleticism. So the battle should continue, uh, certainly, but I don't want anybody to be fooled into thinking that Payne Thorne doesn't have a slight leg up and this in this uh 
in this battle based on what he's already got put on film and based on the fact that they wanted him. They wanted this guy. This was a guy they targeted and they wanted him. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Um, Doug says, I trust Robbie to throw 49%. Uh, this is maybe isn't fair based on what we know about his injuries last year, uh, but certainly that's a number that he is going to have to improve on. No excuses this year if he wants to be the guy. Um, Chris Sanders, two possible years. Sucks for Holden. Uh, again, we'll we'll keep an eye on what this means for the makeup of the current roster as constructed. Uh, you got Walker White coming in in 2024. You know, you got a guy with two years of eligibility. Kids want to know that there is a clear plan for them to play and to start. And when you start bringing in guys from the portal who have too many years of eligibility left, it upsets the natural balance of this room. Ike Jones is going to jump in here with us in a second and talk a little bit about that. Uh, Brandon Andrews, Coleman isn't coming. He got in the portal to get away from Thorne. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Uh, I don't know how true this is, but that is funny. Um, you guys are following it here. Definitely want to thank you guys for joining us here on this War Report special. Uh, Peyton Thorne has committed to Auburn officially. Peyton Thorne has committed to Auburn officially. Ike Jones is jumping in with me to talk a little bit about the Peyton Thorne commitment. Ike, what are your initial thoughts here on Peyton Thorne finally making his commitment official to Auburn University? We knew it was coming, right? So not super shocked by any of that. Um it's about time, man. I'm just ready for us to move on to this, whatever the next chapter is going to be, and figure out what this quarterback competition is going to look like. Um, you know, I've, I've got a lot of film review I've got to do. I know that. So we'll see <laughs> what Thorne looks like on film. The highlights aren't going to tell me much of anything. So we'll, I've got some film that'll be ready. So for my, for my members, next week, y'all already know what we're doing on Thursday. We get into this film. So right. definitely looking forward to... to parsing through the film that I have ready to go for you guys coming up next week. But listen, it's about time. It's about time we have some definitive uh, answers on what's happening with that quarterback position. I know from talking to some people that are there at the school, they're super excited about what's going to be coming here. Um, I think it's just a, a good energy for the system um, to have somebody there that's got some more experience. And uh, hopefully it pushes the guys that are in the room to step their game up and they're not just going to lay down because, Hey, they've got somebody else coming in right now. So we'll see. Yeah. I, the question in the chat has been about whether the QB competition continues or is this, is this like, should fans just concede that this is it, right? Peyton Thorne is here. He's going to be the guy. Uh, and I think that's going to be an ongoing conversation uh, as we dig a little bit deeper into this and they get into the summer and the fall. Uh, Want to jump back here to some comments. Um, uh, Michael Carlos says Thorne has consistently been a better passer than Ashford fits Coach Hugh Freed's scheme better. Now, I'll, I'll say this. I don't think that this is an apples to apples comparison when we talk about, you know, how consistent one is as a passer versus another. When we know one played hurt, um, you know, uh, we knew that the system was messed up. We fired a coach midseason. Right. There are a lot of things going on there that, you know, I, I don't feel like it's fair to say to take the one year. Robbie Ashford started as a quarterback and compare that to, you know, a guy who was a senior and is graduating and, you know, got a chance to be the guy that had over 400 pass attempts in a season. So, um, uh, it yeah, will, th this is definitely not an apples apple. Like to say he's consistently been better than Robbie as if Robbie's played more than six games as a starter is it's not fair to say. Yeah. 
And and we know and I, I when you say stuff like this, people are like, oh, you're making excuses. We know for a fact, like this is not made up excuses that Robbie had an injured shoulder in his throwing shoulder. So you're comparing Robbie to a guy, or you're you're comparing a guy to Robbie who has fewer starts and didn't throw the ball nearly as much because he couldn't. And the times he did throw, he was kind of gritting through it. So it's not it's not an apples to apples comparison. And I'm not trying to stop anybody from getting excited about Peyton Thorne. I, I think you today should be a day to be excited about the quarterback room at Auburn. Mm-hmm. If uh, getting uh, what's his name Bu- Buckner Buchner whatever to Bama right. put people in the mind that maybe Bama had the best quarterback room in the nation after getting him. Auburn should be rocketing up people's rooms as far as what their quarterback room is right now because you know you have Robbie Ashford, who's a dynamic athlete, who's proven he can be a dynamic athlete in the best defensive league in this in, in this nation. Um, and you've got a dynamic arm in Holden Gurner sitting there waiting for his opportunity. And now you have another proven guy in another Power 5 conference coming in. We've got to have one of the better quarterback rooms in the country right now. So again... I don't want anybody to not be excited about this. We'll we'll look at the film and we'll see what the film tells us about his ability to progress through an entire season or entire game. Um, but the excitement should be there. But I just don't think that comparing what he did to anything Robbie has put out there on film is a fair comparison right now. I, I, I don't think that. But that's not to say that you're wrong, right? It's just saying I don't think it's a fair comparison for Robbie. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to be some, it's going to be an ongoing conversation about, you know, the upside. You know, you got to remember Robbie Ashford is a quarterback who ran for a lot of yards last year as well, too. Um, So what he was able to do with his legs, I, in my opinion, helped open up the run game. Um, I think having a mobile quarterback in this, today's college football, uh, helps your running backs uh, to a large extent when you can't key in on them. And, you know, that read option becomes dangerous. Does Peyton Thorne provide that? You know, again, you know, we'll see. But, like, um, I want to talk a little bit about Thorne and, you know, some of his ratings. You know, so, you know, when you pull him up on PFF, uh, you know, he is fairly accurate throwing the deep ball. Mm. Um, Important. Yeah, so at 20-plus yards, uh, to the right, 11 for 26 for 289 yards, five touchdowns, and zero interceptions. That's good for 123.2 NFL rating on that particular throw. Down the middle at plus 20 yards, he was 201 yards, six for 17, three touchdowns, three interceptions. And then to the left side of the field, he was eight of 18 for 231 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, so on his deep ball, he only threw three picks on the whole year. And this is on 400 plus pass attempts, Ike. So we're not talking about a smaller amount of pass attempts. Once you start to get into the 10 to 15 yard range, uh, you know, the, the numbers are, you know, throwing to the right. Uh, he was six of 22 for 69 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. So the numbers aren't great there. In the middle, he was a little bit more accurate of 18 of 31 for 382 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. And then to the left, uh, six of 10 for 86 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, those those ratings a lot lower. And I wanted to key in on this range because this is where Robbie Ashford has been criticized quite a bit about right. not being able to be accurate in this range. And it does not appear that Peyton Thorne is much more accurate in that range. So, yeah. uh, so to, to, to your point, that means that it should be a true competition, right? Like what you're going to be able to see is that two young men 
who have playing experience, this is not me trying to exclude Holden Gurner, the two young men who have playing experience have similar deficiencies. And so they're going to have to figure out whether or not one of them can step up and, and make those types of throws more consistently. Right. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see, you know, again, and then on short passes, which you should expect accuracy. But again, Robbie struggled uh, zero to 10 yards. Uh, he was uh, 24 of 33 throwing to his right for 211, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, 76 of 105, right, throwing down, down the middle. So these are like dump offs or short crossing routes. Uh, 76 of 105 for 706 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and then throwing to his left 20 of 25 for 125 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Again, the ratings pretty high there. Behind the line of scrimmage, he almost never missed. <laughs> right, so on dump-offs, uh, literally he completed every single pass to his left or right and was, um, uh, you know, 45 of 55 on dump-offs in the middle. Uh, so, you know, like I said, accuracy was, um, you know, better, right, at 62% because Auburn had a 50% passing uh, percentage from their starting quarterback there. Uh, guys, you're watching the <laughs> War Report Live special. Peyton Thorne has committed to Auburn, not unexpected. But uh, to talk about it, I want to bring in one of our favorites, uh, Mr. J.G. Tate. Jay, you ready? You ready to rock with us? What up? <laughs> What's going Nick, on, man. Mr. JG Tate? Can you hear me good? Yes, we can hear yep. you great. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Looking good, my brother. Hey, listen, Peyton Thorne has officially committed to Auburn. Uh, they put the word out. The bat signal has gone up in uh, the Auburn social media sphere. Uh, this was not unexpected. Uh, your own Brian Stoltz had reported on Twitter that this was a guy that Q Freeze wanted, right, from the beginning. And they anticipated him getting into the portal uh, and there was a plan to make a push for him to be an Auburn Tiger. Uh, Jay, share with us what you know about that process, how that went, how they, you know, went after Thorne and, and why this is a good thing for Auburn. Word. Uh, first of all, what up to Ike? Um, because Ike was at the house. Yeah, man. Back, uh, God, was it been two, three weeks ago now? No, it's been yeah. a month almost. Hadn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's, it was a day weekend. It was awesome. Doing a little drinking. Um, okay, so Payne Thorne, here's the deal. So uh, right after A-Day, they do a statistical analysis of um, all the players available, not, not necessarily available, all the quarterbacks in the portal. And they've got statistical benchmarks that they're using. I don't know what they are exactly, but there's like 10 or 12 of them. And they get a list of all the dudes. And then they start kind of breaking down which of those guys they actually like. And then they go into a deeper dive and go through film on some of these guys. And they come up with a list of like seven to 10 ish guys that they, if the name goes in the portal, they're jumping on these guys right away. Okay. Peyton Thorne on that list. Casey Thompson was on that list. Um, but uh, Thorne was either at or near the top. I feel empowered to say. And so as soon as he jumps in the portal, they're on him in 10 minutes and they jumped on him really quickly. There was a period there early on where Michigan state was making a very, spirited effort to try to keep him on board there uh, in East Lansing. And he kind of faded from Auburn a little bit. He kind of disappeared a little bit. Uh, probably just talking to Michigan State. He'd been there his whole college career. But uh, he came back in the fray and Auburn was was there with uh, open arms. So that was the guy that he really wanted. Mm. So and, uh, he's now here. So so Michigan State was fought this a little bit. They wanted to keep paying oh, on, on, right? This was a guy they wanted to keep. Uh, absolutely. Mm. So, uh, you know, 
what what do we know about Peyton Thorne? You know, and what they like about him the most. You know, when when talking uh, to the staff, and I know, like I said, Stolci was was pretty plugged into this. You know, what is the thing that stands out about Peyton Thorne that made him such an attractive target uh, for Hugh Freeze? They feel like he can morph into to being different things. You know, Michigan State two years ago was a very good team with a very good tailback. And he was more of a game manager. This year, they asked a little bit more of him. And I know Michigan State was not good. And his numbers came down a little bit. But I think a lot more pressure was heaped upon him. And from Auburn's perspective, he played up to the challenge. And they really like that about him. They feel like he's an industrious, tough-minded individual uh, who can come in here and handle what's going to be a little bit of a changing situation, right? you got a new offense. You've got He's going to have a whole bunch of new dudes to work with. They just like his adaptability. They also like his passing. I mean, they think he's a very good passer and that he makes good decisions. I know his touchdown interception ratio was not crazy this year. Was it 17 to 11 or something like that? 19 to 11. 19 to 11. But again, without Kenneth Walker, he was pressured into a lot of situations where he had to do something because they didn't have the offensive line they had before. They didn't have the running game they had before. And so it it suffered a little bit there. Mm, Right. So he's being viewed as a, definitely as an upgrade uh, from a passing perspective, right? Like, um, they like what are you going to do with the football, right? We talked a little bit about his numbers before you jumped on. Uh, very good throwing the ball 20-plus yards down the field. Um, you know, uh, he was better just a, around 50% on those throws, which is outstanding in college football. Uh, and uh, he didn't throw a ton of interceptions when he threw the ball deep either, right? So only three interceptions came throwing the ball, trying to push the ball down the field. Um, I want to talk a little bit, JG, about those short to intermediate passes that they felt like Robbie Ashford struggled on on tape. We don't feel, we know he struggled on those throws. Um, and how Peyton Thorne factors into the short passing game and being able to move the ball. How do you think that this affects play calling for Hugh Freeze if they can be more accurate in those short to intermediate throws? Yeah, he's, he's a... It looks like he's a pretty good short to intermediate passer, but very gifted at the deep. And Auburn, I don't think, has a lot of great deep threats. But the trick is, Auburn's got some wideouts that they've been talking to. Uh, Montana's one of them. Uh, the kid from Ohio State's one of them. And I think those guys are kind of in neutral right now, waiting to see what Auburn did at quarterback. I think they're intrigued with Auburn, and I think they're guys who can help you in the deep passing game. But they weren't going to commit to that until they knew who the quarterback was. So now that they know... Maybe Montana jumps in, Montana, Lamanius Craig, uh, or Caleb from Ohio State. And uh, maybe they, they kind of tater up that uh, that deep game a little bit. But right now, Auburn's he's coming into a great situation, I think Peyton is. First of all, Jarquez, I happen to think, is an absolute stud. I know you guys feel the same way. I don't necessarily think he's a household name yet, but he will be. I, I just absolutely adore this kid. Uh, and I think the offensive line is going to be a lot better. I think they're going to go from bad to one click above solid which is a huge move for one year. So I think it's going to be good for all kinds of things, Auburn offense related. I I do think they're going to accentuate deep throwing more, assuming they can get the guys they want to play the X and Y spots or X and Z. Uh, JG answered this for the chat, for the fans. Is this quarterback, is there a quarterback competition going into the fall with this commitment? No, no. I mean, I realize Arby Ashford's popular here and I like him. But somebody somewhere made a decision that he wasn't going to make it. And so this is the answer. Okay. Hmm. I mean, are they going to compete? Yeah. And if Peyton Thorne comes in here and acts like a fool and takes his position for granted and doesn't compete, Robbie Ashford's going to beat him. But I don't think that'll happen. All right. 
right? Um, he finished. He finished his degree, and I admire any college athlete uh, that goes through foot, you know, football and athletics and finishes their education. And and because he was able to accomplish that, he's afforded this opportunity uh, to transfer from Michigan State to Auburn. You know, from Peyton's standpoint, you have a school who's wanting to keep you, right? Where you played a lot of football. So how does this move make sense for Peyton, uh, do you think? And, and why is he making the jump if they wanted to keep him and they were pushing to keep him? Well, the short answer on that is the situation Michigan State is toxic and getting more toxic by the day. Oof. And I just don't think it's a good situation right now. I think if you can get out of Michigan State and go somewhere good, I think you should. And I think Auburn is definitely on the come up right now. I do. 100% believe that. Mm. Michigan State's a dumpster fire. <laughs> is, is what I, you're I, don't know, I think if you look at it right now, maybe it doesn't look that way, but I have some special insight on that, and it's it's got problems on the inside, yeah. Okay, all right. So uh, that is actually uh, very good information here. Uh, J.G. Tate from AuburnSports.com joining us to the Commodore. We always love when he jumps in. If you guys have any questions for J.G., uh, please put them hey, in the chat. Roses. Oh, man, listen, the bourbon master is in the house. Uh, Jay yeah, Weeks was like, J.C., what brown water are we drinking to celebrate? I was like, well, I haven't been drinking, but uh, I've got some. Oh, my. Uh, our girl, Lisa Daniel, with the super chat. We appreciate you, Lisa. I hope Robbie doesn't just lay down and give up. Um, agreed. I think you got to find a way to keep people engaged through this process. That's not his personality, so I doubt he's going to do that. Right. So, uh, Lisa, again, with another super chat, I'm over the narrative anyone other than Robbie. Um, listen, uh, they were always going to bring somebody in, and this is something that I've been stressing, JG. Uh, you could not go into the fall with knowing you were going to lose a quarterback in TJ Finley. We anticipated that. Uh, he also got his degree, so congratulations to him. Uh, but he's out. And this was you're going to have to add somebody to this room going into the fall, but you don't have a lot of experience on the field there. Peyton Thorne is an immediate upgrade in terms of on-field experience at the Power 5 level. There was no way they could not add him. So, you know, uh, I I, I'm of the belief that a lot of these players, their destiny is in their own hands. So if you're Robbie Ashford, you can say, oh, they brought somebody in, it's over for me, or you can stay ready. <laughs> um, and you know, things happen. Now, like, Brian Harson's first year, if there were a viable starting third option, we would have seen that person during the Iron Bowl because people just kept getting hurt. Yeah. Right. And so uh, we've seen, you know, uh, you know, at Georgia, JT Daniels gets hurt. Stetson Bennett gets the job, doesn't give it back. Right. Uh, so you have to stay ready. We hope that Robbie stays ready. Uh, ben Bloodworth, Michigan State is always looking out for us. <laughs> Beating Ohio State in 2013 and now giving us a QB when we're in need. Such great pals. Such great pals. I have, I have a lot of Michigan State friends. Go green, go white friends. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, giving them a lot of crap for taking their quarterback, certainly. Um, a couple more comments here I want to get to. Again, if you guys have questions for Jay, please drop them in the chat. Kenneth, everyone's talking about experience. He lost his job to Noah Kim, who has less experience than Ashford, and Michigan State was five and seven like us. JG comments on this, on Kenneth's comment. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to comment on that a lot. I just know Michigan State's kind of on, this, on the way down right now, and he's trying to bounce out of there. And it was a competition there. Sometimes you, you handle it well, and sometimes you don't. He was tight with Kenneth Walker, and it was tough when he left, and they lost some linemen, and you're always competing. Uh, there were a couple things over here in the chat I wanted to mention, though. Robbie ain't the kind of guy to lay down. He ain't going to lay down. 
Right. And somebody said, you know, is this is this they're just going to give it to Peyton? No, Peyton's got to go out there and earn it. He's got to he's got to consummate what they are giving to him. But he's got to work. And if he works and he's the guy they think he is, he's got this job 100. percent Yes, as Austin says, at least we didn't get Tyler Buchner. <laughs> so uh, the the uh, the the tide may be turning so a, t- a tiny bit uh, in terms of the flow of talent. At the quarterback position, I think that Alabama has had a great streak of starting quarterbacks, uh, but finally that room is in a position where they feel like they may not have their guy. They went out and got this kid from Notre Dame, so we'll see how that turns out for them. Um, Jay, I wanted to talk about the portal just a little bit, and Ike, I wanted you to weigh in as well. Um, In this era of the transfer portal where you are recruiting kids out of high school, but if you don't feel like you have your guy – there's this rush to the portal to try to see if you can find somebody uh, of merit that can come in and help your program immediately. What is the thinking with Peyton Thorne here? Is it that, hey, man, we've got a starter for two years and then it's Walker White time? Or is it more of a we need year one to go better than the previous than the predecessors last year? And he is the stopgap to help us fill that, you know, as a graduate transfer. I think he has two years, guys, left to play. Yes. He's got two years of eligibility. So, you know, what is the thinking here for Auburn, right, on how he fits into your helping you, helping Hugh Freeze build his long-term pipeline at quarterback? Ike, you want to hit that? Yeah, I I think that um, as far as long-term, this is definitely a stopgap measure. I think Peyton Thorne is a guy who wants to get into the league in the short term. Um, and what he would like to be able to do if Thorne is going to be the starter is continue to have, just give himself a little more time to be able to develop the guys that are currently in the room into the system that he wants them to be able to do. Um, you know, he, he said himself that he had hoped they had gotten to a certain point during the spring that they hadn't, and they had made some strides, but listen, they want to hit the ground running, man. I don't think Hugh Freeze wants to come in here and, trudge along, you know, six wins, seven wins. He wants to go out there and compete day one because that is how you're going to be able to get dynamic recruits coming in the next year, right? You need to put something on the field and you need to show something that looks closer to a finished product and not a product that we're still trying to figure out. So the thought process is bring somebody in with a little bit more experience and raise the floor of the room so that when you go out there and you put a product on the field, you can go and show recruits, this is what we're supposed to be looking like right here. These are your opportunities as an uh, incoming wide receiver, incoming quarterback, offensive lineman. This is what it's supposed to look like, X, Y, Z, right? So I think that that's exactly what it is. As far as long-term, I think that they feel good about Walker White, right? I think he feels good about what he has in Walker White. So if Thorne's a one-year guy and you still have Holden and Robbie, you know, fingers crossed for next year that are ready to step in, and then you've got Walker Wright who can redshirt and then come in the year after that. So I think that that's what the plan is going to look like for them going forward. I do think it's worth noting, you've got a couple chatters over here, some smart folks. Chris Sanders is one of them saying, I'm not sold on Thorne just yet. And I I do want to talk about that a little bit. Peyton Thorne's numbers, particularly last year at Michigan State, are not the kind of numbers where you go, oh, Heisman Trophy potential candidate right there. Like right. the numbers are right. solid. Not, not a home run. No, I don't. They think it's a home run based on what their options were, Correct. you know, because I, I think he's the best of the lot that are available to them. But no, when he comes in, I don't think he's going to be like some superstar. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about those numbers. Uh, you know, in 2022, 
uh, regular and postseason. Peyton Thorne was um, a 242 for 390 on 423 dropbacks. So he threw yeah, 390 yeah. pass attempts uh, last year uh, for 2679. So 2,679 yards, JG. Now, I talked about raising the floor. That would raise essentially the yards floor for Auburn in terms of passing yards, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for, for certain. I look more at PFF. I'm just a PFF. Uh, That's what I'm on. Yeah, I'm on PFF right now. If you're looking at his numbers from last year, you can see he was better in the second half of the season. I mean, his Wisconsin game was really good. Illinois yeah. game was really good. Rutgers was good. Indiana was good. Had kind of a stinker against Penn State, but mm-hmm. I know that was kind of a weird game for them, and he's had a sucky one against Michigan, too. I, I don't remember that one. Yeah. But it's good to see that he was having a, a better second half. I mean, that's a solid thing. And when I was looking at passing depth, you mentioned that earlier. He was a lot better deeper. He was. He definitely was. Now, so um, they better get some deep threats. <laughs> <laughs> well, 19 drops by Michigan State receivers on the season for Peyton Thorne. Uh, he had adjusted yeah. completion percentage of 71.7%. So uh, when you factor out those drops and things out of his control, his completion percentage went up uh, a little bit. And I think, you know, based on the trends that we see in college football, um, you want to see a, in a you know for potential you want to see a quarterback with an adjusted completion percentage somewhere in the seventies, right? <laughs> if, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. If that com- adjusted completion percentage is not somewhere in the seventies. Uh, you're going to have a hard time, I think, completing passes uh, at this level. And then the 19 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. I mean, that's 11 interceptions on a lot of dropbacks. Yeah, a lot of them. Right. His two best zones are deep right. Mm-hmm. And then intermediate center, which is probably you can use some tight ends in that area. You might use a, a slot receiver in that area. Rivaldo Fairweather, baby. <laughs> yes, he he's he comes to mind right away. And this is a much different passing profile than Bo and, and Robbie, too. This is a much different kind of passer. Mm. So we'll just have to kind of learn and see what, what's going on there. But I think the reservations are fair. I because I thought Calzada was going to be an upgrade for them and he wasn't at all. But we got to remember the past when we start thinking about the future. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Calzada thing is, is you know, it's, it's a little different because he still was dealing with the shoulder situation. Like, um, sure. you know, I don't know. I, I guess it's, sometimes it's, it, it's, it's easy to jump to comparisons that don't necessarily go one-to-one. Um, I think retrospectively, Zach Calzada might have been a better quarterback than what we tried it out on the field last year from a throwing perspective, but he never got an opportunity to show that. Um, and he never really was there during the offseason to, to try to get acclimated to the system in um, in any real way. So there's there's, there's not a, a way to definitively say Zach Calzada wasn't good last year. Mm-hmm. He never played. Right. Like you didn't see him in a game. And so I don't need, I mean, he, he's not really a, a great basis for comparison in that. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. But he, just in as far as a guy who was sold to us is he's going to help us and then did. Yeah. 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 And no, he, yeah. he was absolutely no help. <laughs> he, did, he did nothing to help uh, the, the on the field product. I uh, wanted to toss this one at JG. The Walker show says, JG, uh, why not? I think he meant why not. Oh, no, yeah. Why not yeah. Casey Thompson? Was it because of his shoulder? I don't think so. The intel I got was that the, the visit didn't go super awesome, and I'm not sure why. I, I, I don't really have a good reason okay. for that. I was just told that. I was forlorn to not have met Casey's dad, uh, Charles Chuchu Thompson from OU back in the late 80s. He was a hell of a quarterback. Uh, one of my childhood heroes, so I was bummed to not have met him. But he was here. Uh, no, I think, I think Peyton was ahead of him. I just think that's the way it was. Yeah, I... From what I heard, you know, from what my sources told me, uh, Peyton was the preference 
the whole time, right? Um, and so, you know, I think that Thorne, uh, Thompson's shoulder surgery, because there were quotes from the coach talking about essentially just trying to manage Thompson's shoulder going into the spring, right? Talking about uh, in, in uh, Nebraska. Correct, yeah. correct. Yeah, they were managing that injury going into the spring because he had a shoulder surgery uh, in the offseason, and they wanted to make sure that they didn't re-injure it. So um, the, I think it would be an absolute disaster for Auburn to pick up a player like that. Uh, and then all of a sudden you, you're in a Zach Calzada situation. I was about to say that would be a good an analog to Zach Calzada right there. Yes, yeah. guy coming in with shoulder problems and then it never pans out uh, because you you know and you think that he's going to be the guy and he never gets even the opportunity to be the guy because his shoulder won't allow him to be. Yeah, um, Corey Weber, our guy Corey uh, says, any thoughts on uh, Jair Shorter transfer from North Texas visiting tomorrow? Yeah, I got to look him up. I don't. I mean, I don't know yeah. a lot about North Texas right now. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any information on that one. Corey here stumping us here on a on a on a Friday. Um, the weakest link says no matter who the starter is next season, it was a no brainer to sign this guy. It's not in any. It's not any disrespect to the guys on the roster already. It's just business. Uh, I agree with this. I think you had to go out and you had to get a guy. So if you're going to go get a guy, you're going to go get the best guy you feel like you can get. Right. You know, I don't think that that's necessarily shade at your um at your core quarterback room but you know friend of the show and former Auburn quarterback Chris Todd uh has repeatedly told us you know uh he talks about a conversation he had with Jason White uh if you know who Jason White is he was a former Oklahoma quarterback uh that won the Heisman and he said they're always trying to bring somebody in that's better than you doesn't matter what kind of season you had Right. And so if you are not on the watch, if you're not in the fight for your life every offseason, you're doing it wrong. So uh, these quarterbacks, I think, have to have that mindset. And, you know, Hugh Freeze talked about when he talked about NIL, JG, he talked about um, the entitlement mindset setting in with some of these kids before they've done anything to earn, you know, uh, uh, you know, earn it. And. You know, I do think he wants guys on the field who are going to work hard no matter what. But he's also talked about what his SEC quarterback looks like. You know, and, you know, we've been in these press conferences together uh, and kind of followed up on some of the questions that we've asked him about. You know, what does that mean? What does an SEC quarterback look like to you? He said, well, yeah, I don't, I don't like guys who end up on lists. So if I get to my desk and you're on a list, <laughs> right, it's usually not a good thing. Um, yeah. You know, he talked about attitude, about you know, what you do when the chips are down, what kind of uh, body language you project. And then post spring, we heard from Robbie Ashford on things that he felt like he improved on in that regard in terms of when things, you know, when to go to coach about things, when not to go to coach about things and learning how to be a better leader. Right. Do you think they feel like Peyton Thorne can come in and be the intangible things that they're looking for immediately? And did they learn that on his visit? Yeah, I think that's how they feel about it. And I think there are enough people at Auburn who don't think Robbie projects what they want from a leader. I, I'm not trying to say Robbie's a Robbie's a good kid. Robbie's just gregarious. And I think too many people interpret him as somebody who's playing for himself. Hmm. It's just kind of the feeling that I've gotten from him. But... Again, my opinion doesn't matter. It's just I'm just telling you what other people say about him. Hey, I did look up Jair uh, Shorter, mm -hmm. and he is definitely a deep ball specialist. Uh, he graded in the top. Uh, he's graded blue, which is the top designation uh, on deep passes. Ninety eight point five grade out of a hundred on deep throws. Holy cow! Uh, deep left, deep center. 
really high grades. So yeah, he's definitely a deep ball guy, six foot two. Yeah. And apparently he can really challenge for some balls. So yeah, he's a coveted type player for them for sure. Yeah, go out and get somebody. Uh the wide receiver room is going to be super important, uh, I think, to what Hugh Freeze is going to do. I think he wants to throw the ball. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and he projects, so, I mean, from just a size perspective, he does project as an outside receiver and not just a, well, and I say just as if that's a downgrade, but not a slot guy. Because we've got guys in the slot that can stretch the field, right? But they need to be able to stretch from the outside as well. Um, so 6'2", um, he, he could play the outside receiver. And if he has speed and then the ability to high point, all that sort of thing, it is a dynamic we don't have currently in the outside currently. receiver, right? Omari right. Kelly is a speed guy, not necessarily the same kind of uh, size, Camden Brown size guy, not necessarily the speed, right? So you get somebody who can do a little bit of both in that guy. I, I like Camden Brown challenging for aerial duels. I do like him for that. Okay, so right. he can help you there. But if Jair can play that uh, that Z, maybe. Yeah, but they're going to want to go four wide at some point in time. And be oh, absolutely. Vertical, right? And Camden's not going to stretch you vertically. Um, and you got, again, you got your, your two slot guys that can do that. But how that system works well is if you have an outside threat that can go deep so that you can kind of stretch the middle a little bit. Um, I think they need to. And this could be number one right here. This would be yeah. a nice guy to get. Yeah. What happened to, what's up with Nick Martin, man? Is he no longer like, he's not coming not, along? Yeah, he's not coming along. That's, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't think he's that good. Okay. I don't know. All right. I mean, he was a tall guy. He's one of, you know. He is very tall. Yeah. And I think he runs decent routes, but I just don't think he makes a difference. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Joe, so, Joe. so what I know about Nick Martin, and I don't mean to cut it off for the Jazzy Joe comment, definitely want to get Jazzy. to that. Is that he just, he's tall, but he doesn't play that tall, right? Like you can't be 6'6 and then allow a guy who's, you know, 6'1 at a DB to be able to challenge you in the air at the catch point, right? Like you've got to be able to use that frame effectively. And it's not to say that he's a bad receiver. It's just, I don't know that he's as imposing as his size would make you believe he is. Yeah, they really want to make wideouts that are just, they think they're the baddest MS out there, and Nick Martin ain't that guy. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. There was hope for him, uh, but again, talk started to die as the spring went along, and it felt like he was kind of fading into the ether there. Jazzy Joe, y'all might have answered this already, but do you think we're done at QB transfers? What up, JG? We love Jazzy. What a stud that guy is. Actually, I, when, I, when I came over, Jazzy was there too. Yeah, man. It was, uh, it was an all-star group there. Um, yeah, and I Corey. don't want to leave out Corey. Corey, Corey was, there. was there. Corey's hanging out with me a lot, though, these days. That guy's a stud. Hey, uh, yeah, I think that's it for quarterback uh, transfers, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to roll with this. Do you think, um, if you're Walker White, what are you thinking here? Are you thinking this is what it is? Like, this affects me zero? Yeah, I think they've, uh, first of all, Walker White was the number one guy Freeze wanted uh, in the 2024 class and beyond. They still feel like he's a franchise guy. Uh, they've told him all along, we're going to go out and get somebody. So he's known that. And I think all this does, I think you mentioned it earlier, uh, Mike G, that this can kind of bridge the gap to Walker White, right? Right. This guy's got two years, Peyton does. You know, play well this year, play well one more year, and then Walker's ready to go uh, after one year under his belt, red, red shirting or whatever. I think Walker's a patient dude who understands that that could be a good thing for him. Right. But he'll compete as a freshman. He will. Um, uh, Mobile alum says, assuming Thorne is the starter, won't they have packages for Robbie? Yeah, would Robbie be the Wildcat? I don't know. Uh, possibly. Possibly. Hmm. Yeah. Just, it's, yeah, we just got the kid committed. It's not, not going to be that 2QB situation where we're shuffling around a bunch, though. No. So, yeah. like, there may be some red zone stuff. 
um, you know, and some gadget type stuff, but I don't anticipate them shuffling quarterbacks in and out in this Me system. Me neither. Me neither. Um, uh, Thomas Dickey, <laughs> what are y'all doing when he crumbles under SEC defenses and throws 15 picks 15 that Robbie picks. is upset and doesn't play well? This might get worse in a hurry. What is Thomas Dickey doing? <laughs> Thomas, so my question is, when he says, what are y'all going to do? Who is y'all in that scenario? Like, what are yes, we as fans, fans going to do? Fans or like, you know, anybody who's I don't. So football. here's the thing. I don't think he gets an opportunity to get to 15 interceptions before the, they pull his coattail and say, hey, come sit next to me on the bench, right? Like, so... If it's not going well, I expect them to pivot to one of the other quarterbacks because this is a thing I've been kind of consistent in saying. I don't think that Coach Hugh Freeze, regardless of who the starter is, is being disingenuous when he says he can win games with any of the quarterbacks in that room. So if Thorne isn't playing well, he's going to put one of the other guys in there. If Robbie is upset and doesn't play well, that means Holden's going to be the guy that's going to go in there, right? So it's not, it's not a throw a guy in there and just we're going to ride with him until the wheels. I just don't think that that's where we are with what he wants to be able to, he has pressure on him to come in and win. And if it's not going well, I expect him to give somebody the hook and get somebody else in there that's going to do it. I understand why fans may feel that's this way because this is what it's been, right? It's been to put a guy in there and ride with till the wheels fall off, right? Like right. <laughs> that's that's been the strategy. So, but yeah. this is a new, but you cannot pin that on Hugh Freeze, right? This is a new coach and he's bringing his system and until he's shown that i don't think it's fair to say that he's going to do that right i don't think it's fair to say that he's going to do that so um yeah. we'll see we'll see we'll definitely uh see how that goes um uh mobile alum again since hugh doesn't decide on a quarterback before he sees them live obviously Thorne has already visited yes i believe he was on campus and that went well uh is my understanding so uh, there was not a lot of public you know, hey, he's here. You know, this is what they're doing. Um, but he had to graduate, which we under, understand he did. Uh, Michigan State just recently had finals. Um, and so a lot of these guys, they hold out until such a time as they've taken tests and things are a little bit more closer to official, especially if you're a graduate transfer. Um, uh, James Barnett says, fellas, fans dogged TJ and Robbie for their in, uh, interceptions, I'm, I'm assuming he said here, and turnovers, but it's sounding like Thorne gets a pass. Uh, I don't know that he's getting a pass, James. Yeah. Right? He I just, mean, I, so I, I, I think what he's trying to say is the excitement of him coming in um, is something that you didn't hear about the incumbents, and the reason why they were citing was completion percentage interceptions, or, uh, or excuse me, turnovers from those guys. The turnovers from a lot of people who are excited don't seem to be a problem for them. But I, I think that it's, again, we got to compare apples to apples when we start having these conversations. It's a little different to to say that in this regard. I'm not saying that he should get a pass, right? I'm saying that he threw the ball way more than any of those guys. So you're going to have more interceptable passes in those scenarios. And not all interceptions are the same, right? Like having an interception on just a terrible decision, terrible throw is different than one under duress. It's different than one where you may, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just, I, I, I ask people to be a little more measured in what they have as far as an assessment of a quarterback that most of them, if, if you're telling me you watched Michigan State football last year and you have an accurate assessment of Thorne other than some highlight film and um, statistics, then by, by all means, I want to hear your perspective. But if you ain't, if you ain't even watched him play, then, 
and again, that's this is not a shot at you, James. I don't know that you're saying this. I'm just saying, like, I think the excitement may be a little bit overblown. I think anybody digging at him may be a little overblown, unless you've watched him play. Why? Right? Uh, we got a guy in the comment section who definitely did watch him play. He's for the for the bloggy. He covers Penn State, so they've played against Michigan State. Uh, so he has an accurate perspective to be able to talk about what Thorne is as a quarterback. Phil Thorne was a top four Big Ten QB in 2021 and 22, even though his stats dropped. One thing to consider, he had above average targets at MSU. Naylor, sixth round, Reed, second round, Coleman. That was going to be my next question, um, and I because I'm not claiming to know a ton about Michigan State, but is Peyton Thorne playing with better talent at Auburn than he had last year at Michigan State? Not right State? now. Not right now, but there's still time. So I think in the wide receiver room, maybe not, but I do think that we have a better run game than what he would have been having at Michigan State. His Now, the first year when they had Kenneth Walker, I don't know that that's comparable yet, but I do think that the run game this year is going to be more comparable to that Kenneth Walker year that he had. Now, the question is whether or not the guys on the outside are going to be as good. Um, yeah, that's to be determined. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was the question I had was, is is, is he in a better situation? Right now, JG mentioned some of the institutional things that may be happening there. There yeah. is a, a reason why you get out. But in terms of the talent that's around him, you know, is it better? Is it better at Auburn for him? And, you know, Jay, you're saying not not yet, but maybe not so far off. No, I'm with Ike on this. I think maybe a wide out, not there, but I think the tailback's an upgrade. I think the offensive line's an upgrade. And if you're talking about staff harmony, this uh, program kind of pushing in the same direction and having a real optimistic air about it. He's going into a much better situation. He's going from storm clouds to sun. Yeah. I have a real question about which um, floor shop in Auburn is going to give Peyton Thorne an NIL deal. <laughs> 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 right. Good. If they didn't think about it already, they yeah. should be uh, marinating on that prospect. Right Come now. on, man. Listen, uh, there's so many witty puns there with this man's last name. Uh, if he's not marketable i don't know who he is guys uh we're, we're getting ready to jump off here i want to thank everybody for joining us uh if you have not become a patron please become a patron of our channel uh help support the work we're doing here at the war rapport uh i want to thank the commodore for joining us jg closing thoughts on this man like you know is auburn you, you mentioned auburn everybody kind of pushing the same direction at auburn right you know is this commitment a sign that Hugh Freeze is going to turn around the legacy that Auburn has at quarterback and start a pipeline that it seems like the better schools in this conference have had in terms of having a guy succeeded by a guy succeeded by a guy. I'm not prepared to say that, no. I mean, I do like the way this is going. I think this is best case scenario so far. Everything that's happened since the minute Hugh got hired, honestly. I love the the synergy inside that complex has been a while since I've felt something like that as, as someone who follows the program mm -hmm. and they've taken huge step forward in, in terms of talent but they're not at Alabama yet I don't even know if they're at like Florida yet they're certainly not Georgia yet so there's still a long way to go so I can't really say if they're ushering in a new you know halcyon day for Auburn but I like the way it's going I'll just put it that way yeah certainly it certainly seems like some things are going I closing thoughts here on the Peyton Thorne commitment man is this oh, net positive for Auburn right yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the only negative that exists right here is if the guys who are currently in the room take this as a slight and then they they give up on your team, right? Um, I think there's a, there's been excitement uh, in in the wide receiver room certainly about the prospects of having another person come in and compete, um, and I think that this is, as you said, a net positive for Auburn overall. Um, 
you know, we'll see what the returns are on all those things. But t- today should be a day that everybody's excited about the direction of the program. Um, and I'm looking forward to a lively competition this fall because um, hopefully this fires those other guys up to say, all right, cool, game on. Yeah, definitely. Robbie tweeted and said it was. So we'll see if yeah, that plays okay. out. Hey, listen, um, man. Coming up. You know, uh, so you have to stay ready. Stay ready, stay ready, stay ready. Um, you know, there are going to be bumps in the road, I think, along the way uh, to becoming who you want to be as a, as a college football player at this level. Um, and competition never stops. So unless you're that guy that, you know, when you step on the field, it shuts it down for everybody else. You're in a constant fight for your life when it comes to that starting job. And as our friend Chris Todd has told us, <laughs> they're always trying to bring somebody in that's better than you. That doesn't stop and it won't stop at the next level either. So, man, as always, uh, we're signing off and we'll see you guys next time. War Eagle. War Eagle.